If you don't mind, bow your heads and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this day we come before you and we come in the name of Jesus. God, we're thankful for the wonderful testimonies that we've heard tonight in this place. We thank you for the answers to prayer, God, that we know could have only come through and from the hand and the heart of a righteous and a mighty and a healing God. And God, we thank you and we praise you for that. I would ask you to touch those, God, around our nation. We ask you to touch, Father, our great land, Father, that they may be drawn unto you, God, for decisions. And and God, may they trust you. And God, may you redeem them and their souls. May you redeem our great land, God, is my deepest prayer. I pray for your protection around all those in this place tonight, God area, this community that we live in, Father, I just pray, Father, that you would just touch and bless and heal those that are sick and shut in, those that we know of in the hospital tonight that are not able to get up out of their beds. We pray for God, those that have lost loved ones, Father, to death over this very weekend, this very day. We just would ask you, God, if it be your will, that you would just lift them up and undergirth their families, and may they trust, God, your strength and your might and your power, God, for the strength that they need during this time. I ask you tonight, God, to just empty me and hide me behind an old rugged cross and use me and lead me and guide me, God, through this message tonight that you have placed firm in my heart. I thank you, God, again for your word that we can hold and we can have and we can believe and we can walk and we can live and guide our lives by May God, you be praised tonight is my deepest prayer. God, may you be exalted. May you bless the needs of all those who are here tonight in this service. Father, we love you, and we thank you truly for loving us first. Thank you for leading and guiding us. We ask it all, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd ask you to turn with me to the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. I'll be in chapter 17 tonight out of the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. I want to share with you several things that God has spoken to us that I think apply so firmly and steadfastly to this modern day and time that we live in. I want you to know before I preach it that this message is not intended to any one soul, but this is truly a message that I prayed and sought God for, that He would use it to work in my heart so that I may please Him. I find years ago some of the hardest prayers I ever pray is when I try to lift my name up before God. There's nobody that knows me any more than I know me except that of God. And that's what we trust tonight to happen and take place here through the power of the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah 17, beginning in verse number 5 is where I want to begin tonight. Jeremiah 17 and 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed, be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree, planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease 
from yielding fruit. Verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of his doings. As the partridge sitteth on eggs and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right it shall leave them in the midst of his days and at his end it shall be a fool. Verse 12, a glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the foundation, the fountain of living waters. In verse 14, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For Thou art my praise. May God tonight bless the reading of His Word. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through verse 14 is what I've read tonight in your hearing. Looking back at verse 5, he begins speaking of truly what is termed as a deceitful heart. If there's one thing I find in this world today that people seem to have plenty of is deceit within the hearts. You see... Some of the greatest people that I know in my life, including me, seem to have at times an issue with a hardness in their hearts. A hardness of the things of joy, a hardness of the things of peace, which hinders them from having a relief and a promise from a healing of God. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, in whose heart departeth from the Lord. I had a conversation early this morning with a pastor friend of mine by email. And he wrote me in the wee hours of the morning, about 1.45 a.m. our time. And you know, as I was sitting there and I saw the email come in, first thing he had on there is, Hello, Billy. I wanted you to know that I was praying for you when you woke up today. And I don't know about you, but it blessed my heart in a mighty way to know that while I was asleep, there was a man in a country some 8,000 miles from me praying for me. You see, there's so many people in this world today that would not even roll over to take a moment to open their mouth and open their hearts and give praise to God for the things and the needs of their friends and their loved ones. And yet this man rose early because he knew I rose early. And he wanted to know that when I rose today, that I would be covered in prayer. I don't know of a greater gift anybody could ever give anybody than that, to know that you have someone praying over you, praying for you, praying with you, and trusting in the same God that you serve every day. What a gift and what a blessing is all I can say. But as I communicated back with this man and as I give him a call and we spoke for a few minutes on the telephone and we prayed for quite a while on the telephone, there was one thing that I noticed so clearly about this man was he just said, you know, no matter what we do, we'll still never outgive God. And, you know, I heard him say that and I thought just a minute and he come back and he paused and He said, did you hear what I said? And I said, yes, sir, I did hear what you said, but I just didn't know how to answer you. 
No, we'll never outgive God. There's no reason to try to outgive God. But there's always reason I told him to thank and to praise God for all that God is and who God is and what God does. You see, I'm thankful that we serve a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, He's an unchanging God. Amen? He's a God that is the way that I prayed yesterday. He listens to me today. He knows my needs. He knows my heart. He knows every hair on top of my head. He knows my burdens. He knows my trials. He knows my tribulations. As if it were in a book that I handed Him today. You see, that's the God, beloved, today that I serve and you serve if you're a believer tonight. You see, in verse 6, it says, For He, being this man that He speaks of in verse 5, shall be like the heath, which is like a deer in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. I don't know about you, but there's many days in my life spiritually when I walk and feel that I am clearly walking in a desert with no moisture around me, with no potential chance of rain, with no one there I can call out to. And you know what? I believe sometimes, beloved, that's exactly where God wants me to be. Every one of us in here are guilty of humanity. Amen? And every one of us, beloved, in here tonight are guilty of having flesh and walking at times in flesh and walking at times in our lives when we look and say, look at me, look what I have done, look at what I will accomplish if you just step aside and let me go. You know, I remember as a young boy, one of the things that I used to enjoy a lot when I was in elementary school was running. And one of the things that we did every day at P.E., me and a young man named Mark Ayala, we'd always run that whole football field as much as we can until we had to get on our knees and pant for breath. And we'd always try to outrun each other, always try to outrace each other. So as soon as the bell rang and class got over for recess and began, we took off across that old dusty ball field. And you know what? There was days that I ate dust of him, and there was days he ate dust from my tennis shoes. But one thing that I remember the most is we weren't concerned about the race that we were traveling. We were always looking for the finish line. We were always looking for the finish line. We were always looking to go and accomplish what we had set out that day in that race to do. That was for me to finish that race and look back and see Mark behind me and not in front of me. Amen? But there was days that it didn't happen that way. There was days it didn't happen that way in his life. Many times we finished almost neck and neck. But if there's one thing we always look forward to every day was running, just racing around that football field. And, you know, I think life sometimes is a little bit like that. We always start out sometimes in the morning full of steam, all ready to go, not got any reason in the world to be hindered by anything, feeling like we're strong and vigorous. And then, you know, sometimes it doesn't take but just a little bit of something to get in our way in our path, and it kind of stumbles us, doesn't it? Kind of kicks us down to our knees. And you know what? I want to mention this. Sometimes we get on our knees and fall to our knees. Sometimes that's the time in our lives when we're the most powerful also. Amen? When God has us on our knees. When we know there's nowhere else to go except look up and trust God. 
That's when we are at our strongest, even though we may seem to walk in weakness. Verse 7, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. Blessed is the man. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. I get asked very often, almost daily, Billy, when are you going to slow down? When are you and your precious wife, when are you going to slow down? And you know what? I can't do anything except to give you one solid answer. You know, physically in my body, I will naturally slow down just like all of us will. But you know what I hear almost every day from people that I communicate with through prayer and also through email and through letters and calls is I always hear the story of regret when I speak to the older people and the older saints saying, you know what, if I knew God could use me like He has in the last few years, I would have began this when I was in my teens. I would have served God all these years. I would have never held off. I would have never looked back because I wish now that I had as much time in front of me as I had behind me where I could serve God. So to give you a good clear answer on that, I'll tell you just like I tell anyone that may ask me, I want to go as long as God can use me. You see, that's not dependent, beloved, on whether or not my legs are in top shape. That's not dependent on whether or not my brain and mind is in top shape. That's not dependent on whether or not I have an eloquency of speech or delivery of a message or apologetics. You see, what that's dependent on is what the health of my heart is before God. I think so many times, so many people give up on life way before God is ever able to even use them to bless them. And I say that tonight with regret because I meet so many people that I know, that I know, that I know that they're so able and so capable to do things regardless of their age, regardless of their health, regardless of their condition. And yet they choose to do nothing because they think in their heart the devil's got them convinced that somebody else will do it for them if they just wait long enough. God help us, I say. God forgive me. God forgive us, I say. Looking in this Scripture, in this text, a little further in, verse 9, if there's ever been a time I think this verse is real in this world, it's today. The heart is deceitfully above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? What does that verse mean to you tonight? What does that verse mean? The heart is deceitfully above all things. Don't we many times allow pride to lift up our things and the things in our life and the things in our heart when we know that all we're doing is something that's to us special, but to someone else it may not seem like much at all? I saw a program on television the other night about a war veteran that had returned, and they had an interview with him, and he was talking about how blessed he was to come back from Afghanistan alive and how thankful he was for the support of his wife and the support of his government and for the support of his relatives and the support of his friends. For he kept reminding the audience that he had many friends that did not return that were killed there alongside of him. And, you know, I thought, well, this is just another story about war. And, you know, I get sick sometimes of hearing about war and death. I see so much of it. And then... I looked at this young man's face and I saw one of his children come walking up in front of the camera during this interview. And I saw him reach down and pick up that little girl, his daughter, 
And that's when I saw this man had no legs and he was seated in a wheelchair. I had to repent before God because I was listening to a man that really did understand what he was speaking about. I am privileged in this ministry and the opportunities that God blesses me with to meet some wonderful, wonderful godly people. And you know what I found years ago? If I don't take the time to share the testimonies of what God puts in my path each day and all the things that we do to try to serve the Lord, and if we don't declare it on the rooftops and let all of you and all whom will listen know how good God is, you know what, beloved? I'm not going to sit on my praise. Amen? God is so worthy to be praised. He is alone worthy to be praised. We look in verse 12. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Have you ever noticed kings and queens and rulers? They always seem to want to build a place to live they call a palace. There are so many people that I know, some that I work with, some that I know as relatives or friends, their whole soul goal in life is to continue to buy larger homes, finer, faster cars, more expensive jewelry and clothing. And you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that God took all that from my heart years ago. I'm thankful that God replaced those desires that I had to desire the things of this world into a way that what I desire most of all now is just to see a little boy or a little girl, an older man or an older woman, bow upon their knees and ask the Lord Jesus Christ into their heart. There is no greater gift that God can give me or you can share with me than to tell me about what God did when He saved a lost soul. There's no diamonds, there's no rubies, there's no homes, there's no acreage of land that will ever speak to my heart as when I have an opportunity to kneel by a bed of a man or woman dying and hear them ask Jesus Christ to become their Lord. And I can know that I know that I know that God is always, even at that time of need at the end of their life, to be completely faithful and not to be busy as some of us are, but we serve a God, beloved, that's always on time. I praise His name tonight. Verse 13, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake Thee shall be ashamed. Amen. And they that depart from Me shall be written in the earth. That's speaking of those whom die, whom are buried. Because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Praise be to God. You remember this earlier passage that I share with you. It's talked about the heath. Spoke of the deer in the vast desert with no water. Spoke of the plant and the tree that went around and would bear no fruit were it not for that of what was given by God. In verse 14, and I close with this. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Praise His name. There's others of you around this place tonight that know what God can do. You see, the only difference between a testimony and someone sitting quietly is that pride has been removed from the one giving the testimony. Amen? You see, we reach a part in our Christian lives where it doesn't matter to me or anyone else what anybody else might think of me. Because I don't want them watching me anyhow, beloved. I want them to see Jesus and what He is able to do. His Word testifies that He can do abundantly above all we can ever ask or think or even imagine. Yet there's still that many who choose not to follow Him. 
choose not to serve Him, that choose that wide pathway the Bible teaches us that leads to destruction. Beloved, I don't know where you walk today or tonight. I don't know your situation in life. But I know one thing, there's a God in heaven tonight. And His beloved Son, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, tonight sits at the right hand of the Father, the Word testifies. And He makes intercession for me and you. And I trust tonight that you know Him. John 14.6 says, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and no one cometh unto the Father except by me, Jesus speaks. Do you know this Jesus I talk about? I trust you do. I praise God for those of you that do. But you know what? My heart remains heavy and burdened for those that don't. It doesn't remain burdened because there's anything I can do of it, beloved, but it remains burdened because you live your whole lives, decade after decade after decade after decade, illness after illness, sickness after sickness, pain after pain, and sorrow after sorrow, and still never look up and call upon the only one, the righteous and the living God in heaven, to help you and to lift you up and to forgive you of your sins. You'd rather steep in your perils. You'd rather waller in your pity and your ditch than to lift up your name, the name of Jesus. I can't say for a minute I understand why you do, but I do know from speaking to so many, I know you do. And I don't understand for a moment either why God could love me so much that He would send His Son to an old rugged cross to die on behalf of my sins. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. But I know He did. And I'm thankful for what He did in my life. I'm thankful for the love of grace and goodness that God shows me every day. Even while I was yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly, His Word declares. And that speaks, beloved, not of me and you. It speaks of all of mankind. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through His Son the world shall be saved. John 3.16, John 3.17, Jesus says, Believe in the Father. Believe in me also. I want to ask each of you tonight to bow your heads with me. And I want you to draw close to God. I want you to just allow your hearts to be opened. Just release whatever is going on in your life tonight. It may be joy. It may be peace. You may have a wonderful feeling and a revelation given you this very day by God as we've heard from testimony. And I praise God with you tonight. But there's also some of you tonight that are walking and wandering in sin. That are lost and damned. And living your lives in a sin-cursed and a darkened world because of pride. Because of a desire to not ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Beloved, I want to warn you that not a one of us, even according to the Word of God, are given a promise even of tomorrow. We're not even given a promise of a next breath, even this very day. But Jesus does give us a promise that He'll never leave us and He'll never forsake us if we trust in Him. Father, I'm thankful for the privilege and the great blessing that You've given me tonight to open this blessed book and break the bread of life. Lord, I know that I know that I know how much You love these people. 
who hear my voice this day. And Father, I have done my best to share the truth of your love and your grace to each and every one of them tonight that hear my voice. Lord, I have fallen so short of the glory of God. But I thank you tonight, Father, for your grace in my life. I thank you, God, tonight for answering prayers of so many tonight that's given testimony. I thank you, God, tonight for those whom are sick and shut in, God, that you're speaking right now to their own hearts. I thank you, God, for touching and healing those sickly bodies. I thank you, God, for answering prayer. I thank you, God, for loving us. And God, I thank you for saving our souls from hell. Father, I pray at this time, during this time of invitation, that, God, you would just speak unto each heart in this place. Lord, there's not a one of us in this place that are as close to you, God, as we should be. But, Lord, so many times I think and say, so many have as much of Jesus as they desire. God help us. God help those tonight that are in church every Sunday morning because that's what they should do. God help those that sing in the choir because, God, that's what they feel that they should do. But God, speak to that homeless man or woman or that child tonight in another foreign land that has nothing to eat, no water to drink that's clean. Lord, speak to their hearts just as you do our own each and every day. And God, speak unto them salvation, I pray. Lead us, God, guide us, and direct us each and every day of our lives for all things in our lives. Father, tonight, we thank you tonight for the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the answer to prayer. And we thank you most of all, Father, tonight for sending your beloved Son to a cross to shed his precious blood and to receive upon him the great debt of sin whom we owe and that he paid. May you be praised, always glorified. God is my deepest prayer. I ask your blessings upon these as your people. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.